Uh, I did. Maybe I should hold off on this, but I did do get that thing produced, that episode produced with Alphonic. I had, I had to give them money. You had to give who money? Alphonic. Ah, to process the audio. You, um. So, if you're a non-paying customer, you can only process twenty minutes of multi-track. Ah. We've got like a big banner that tells you that. So I just had to give them money. I I I gave them eleven dollars, and I think I'm going to cancel that because that's a subscription. But I, I was, even though you and I had the discussion, I was under the impression that your credits would roll over, but they do not. The only way to get rollover credits is to pay a little more for just those credits. I don't think I'm going to use nine hours in a month, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Well, I guess that would be, what, what 11 hours? Uh, uh, I don't know, Mike. Cause it has <laughs> I changed. paid for nine hours. They give you two for free. Oh, yeah, so that is 11 hours. But they don't roll over unless you just buy the credits outright. Do they still do that where you can just buy the credits without doing a subscription? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but it's time. Damasi and Michael just talking tech. Phonic. Uh, I really like Alphonic. It's a super nice tool, and if people aren't using it, we'll put a link of some sort to it in the show notes at yourownpay.com slash DM. 61. 61. Had to breathe at the same time. I wasn't thinking, I promise. Oh. I just got done editing 59. <laughs> um but yeah, I had to pay. You have to be a paying customer to process multi-track audio. So DM59 was processed through Alphonic using the uh, multi, what's it called? Multi-track input, I think. And every episode up until then that I produced, which I think was a majority of them. I don't know if Demasi ever used multi-track when he was editing some of the episodes, uh, was processed through Alphonic as one audio file and Alphonic worked its magic to make it sound the way it sounded. I process, so my workflow and I promise you guys, we do talk, well, actually not really. I was going to say we do talk about other things aside from Reaper, but sometimes that is all we talk about. Uh, so I, I, processed three different tracks. I selected tracks one through three, and then I went into the render dialog. I chose to render selected tracks via master. And then I rendered three different tracks, which were exactly the same length. I had Demasi as track one, me as track two, Jingles as track three. And then I brought all three of those and I actually put them into Google Drive, had to disconnect and reconnect Google Drive because it's been three years since I had it connected. So things weren't, and I, and I had deleted the Alphonic folder and that really messed things mm. up. Uh, and so I thought you could just choose files out of your Google Drive to run through Alphonic, but no, they have to be in the Alphonic folder to show up in Alphonic itself. And then, so I, I got all that figured out, got it processed, and I rendered the files out of Reaper with the panning set, which is what you're supposed to do. Then I gave Alphonic a little bit of money because I needed to give them some money to process it. And now, yeah, we'll see how 59 sounds. I think it sounds pretty good, but I also have a biased opinion. Would love some feedback from other people. Uh, Demasi, it's in Google Drive now too. So if you get some time, give it a 
quick listen through. Sure thing. So looking at the pricing, so I did not know it costed or you had to be a paying member to do more than a certain amount of time for a multi-track. But I think the reason is, is because I did have credits, just just uh, yep. one time credits still on my account. And you don't need to be paying monthly. You just need to have paid them some money. Yeah. So you probably didn't see that message. Yeah, I, I didn't see it because of that because I still actually have credits on here. I'm assuming that once those credits are actually – because the way that the – so the recurring credits, they just use that. Uh, the one-time credit purchases, uh, one, they stay on your account until you use them. Two, you use up your two free hours with Alphonic first before they start to tap into your uh, mm-hmm. one-time credit that you paid for. So I have basically got like, uh, I have to log in and see, but I know I have something like four hours, uh, that being the two hours free this month and about almost two hours of paid credit still sitting there. I would imagine yeah. that once that runs out, maybe I would then see that message. So I wasn't even aware of that. And I was trying to figure out why not until I um looking at their pricing page now. And I was like, oh, it's because I still have credit on my account, actually. Yep, yep. And you bought that credit years, years ago, ago, didn't you? Man, years ago. <laughs> like 2015, maybe 16 yeah. years ago. <laughs> So I got in the car yesterday with Mallory and we ran to the store and usually when the car turns on, music starts playing. But yesterday, a podcast, I was like, hey, this ad sounds familiar, but a podcast was playing. I'm like, huh, interesting. So she's moving into the podcast world more than just at her second job. Uh-huh. That's that's interesting. Granted, it was a, a uh, podcast podcast i don't know if you've listened to their podcast i think it was podcast uh one of those big podcast networks but she was listening to a uh crime uh, uh medical drama medical crime drama podcast so yeah no, i have not listened to those I, to, I tend to usually try to avoid the very large networks uh i listened to my first npr show for the uh did you ever get I that podcast I sent you yesterday to work? Okay. I good. did. Good. So I need to send people his episodes, not his podcast through Castro. I wonder if that's, I should play with that because I wonder if that's the case with all podcasts through Castro because that would be a bug. I don't understand why sending the episode worked, but sharing the podcast from the share screen did not work, but. Because I even clicked on it myself and it didn't work. Let's go into the you know love hate relationship with Amazon. Cause <laughs> we, we, I'm pretty sure everybody has those things and bring us back to a little bit of normalcy. You're still probably going through some craziness. I would imagine by the time that you're hearing this, and this will be hopefully my last reference to anything around the election uh, in the U.S. You're probably still dealing with a little bit of madness from some you know people areas or people uh right now even as you're hearing this a month after the you know election as you're hearing this on december 8th uh hopefully you've been doing your christmas shopping already uh and you don't wait to the last minute uh but however i am almost certain that i have mike has and you have or will be uh making purchases on amazon Mm -hmm. for your uh christmas list or holiday list. Let's let's be a little bit more agnostic for your holiday list. Uh, 
and while Amazon is great, like look, don't, I, I love Amazon. Amazon has some aspects to it that I truly love, and then there's some things about Amazon that super annoy me. Like I hate them. Uh, and me and Mike were having a conversation uh, a little bit before actually recording this, uh, a couple of days before recording this, and Mike mentions his love hate relationship with Amazon. <laughs> so I figured, let's tear Amazon apart. Let's tell you what we like about them and what we don't like about them, uh, and I'll let Mike get started. So what I like about Amazon is the fact that you can pretty much find anything you need. Uh, it, I, I got the boys a huge box of hot chocolate the other day from Amazon. So literally you can find anything you need. But the, the thing I don't really like about Amazon is you can find anything you need. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, literally. So, uh, actually, this holiday season, I think we've spent a probably equal amount of money and time on Walmart and Amazon, uh, surprisingly, on, on both of those websites. But with either one of them, you can find whatever you want, and then you can just order it, and then it comes to your house, and the money comes out of your account, and then you look at your bills at the end of the month, and you're like, where'd all the money go? I don't I don't got the money for the bills anymore. And then you realize that Amazon got the money for the bills, uh, but you got Christmas taken care of. And hopefully you're done with your shopping because my understanding is December is going to be an expensive month mm. this year to buy stuff because of all the surcharges that the shipping companies are putting into place because they need to have extra money to pay to keep their employees safe and, and be able to manage everything. So hopefully you're not shopping, but if you are, uh, good shopping on Amazon. <laughs> uh, well, at least the upside to Amazon is that unless they really pull a real shit move, uh, if you're a Prime subscriber, you don't have to worry about how much it costs them to ship anything to you. I don't know, though. Prime, well, that is true. Prime, though, a couple of months ago really meant nothing. Yeah, that is true. Like, I would order something on Prime. And don't get me wrong. I understand why this was the case for the most part, uh, but I would order something on Prime and not get it for like three or four weeks. Yeah, I, I had that experience. They were at one point in time prioritizing specific things. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, logistics of shipping for a while just really screwed the hell up. Uh, <laughs> but come December, <laughs> like, if they have to pay surcharges to the FedExes and the UPSs of the world, we as Prime members don't have to worry about that. So uh, I still want my stuff in two days is what I want. And if I don't get it, I'm going to call them and complain about it. <laughs> now, here's my question, though, because you say we don't have to pay it. But Amazon typically raises the prices of Amazon Prime every year. So will we have mm. to pay for it next year? Good question. That, that is a very good point. <laughs> I feel like that they're raising Amazon Prime prices every month. Yeah, possibly because they're every year because possibly because they are uh, accounting for adjusting things to deal with shipping, but also because they keep adding more and more stuff to Prime that they yeah. feel like, you know, they refuse to do a bundle breakup sort of deal. Like Apple One is a, is a good example. Like I don't have to pay for Apple One Premiere to get all of the crap. Uh, they don't let you pick exactly what you want, but like I've told Amazon employees on several occasions, if you would just let me pay for the two day shipping, that is actually the only thing I want. Like I don't care about your your TV, because uh, I don't watch TV, so I don't care about Prime TV, I don't, mm -hmm. Prime Video. I don't care about you know. Whatever the other stuff is, I don't even know what the other stuff is. Like every time you go look at Prime, it's like, oh, there's a new thing in Prime. It's like I, I, I don't, I just want the shipping, man. Just, just give me my shipping. 
You can back up your photos to Amazon Prime now, but I already use Google Photos for that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that is, that is a problem with Amazon is that you can't find. I think one of the bigger issues that I hate Amazon for, I don't like some of their business practices. I'll throw that out there. Right. Uh, I don't like that. And I have been trying to, uh, unfortunately, COVID has not really allowed for this to be a reasonable thing to do because sometimes you have to just get whatever you need from where it can be gotten. It's not always available everywhere that you can get it. Um, but I've been slowly working on uh, trying to go Amazon, as Amazon free as possible. Again, not very practical right now, so I haven't really made much progress. But the plan is there. The intention is there uh, just to see how much can I get buy with not using Amazon. There are obviously some things that I cannot mm -hmm. stop using that are related to Amazon, such as Audible. Like, there's not really any other place to get audiobooks. Mm -hmm. uh, unless I want to buy them in Apple Books, but then they're tied to Apple Books versus being available to me everywhere with Audible. So there's some things like that where you can't, I, I don't see a way to break up that relationship. But buying everything from Amazon is a thing that I have thought about uh you, know, you got Costco, you got Sam's, Walmart is doing some kind of shipping plus Walmart plus thing. Yep. Uh, so uh, places like Sam's and Costco's other big box stores have had like their version of subscribe and save uh, for a while. So it's a thing that I do. I am interested in investigating again. Once things really kind of get back to normal with product products, shipping and availability everywhere. Like right now, Amazon has somewhat of an advantage over other places just because they have such big warehouses. Uh, Walmart has uh, been ramping up their, their setup. So the other thing I don't like about Amazon that really annoys me is and I'm going to share a tip at the end of all this. But another thing that really kind of bothers me about Amazon is that they don't seem to be as effective at stomping out, uh, at barring um, counterfeit uh, stuff. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm looking for a particular thing and I find it, but it turns out it's not actually the thing that I wanted. And it... it, it the downfall to that, and maybe Amazon doesn't care about this at this point anymore. That that could be a reason. The downfall to having bad experiences with with what turns out to be a fraudulent project product uh, from a third party seller is that it makes me at least look at sellers before I make a purchase, and then if it doesn't say shipped and sold by Amazon.com or whatever, then I won't buy it necessarily. Uh, which damages you know some people's legitimate income because they're not trying to scam you, they're not trying to price gouge you. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Amazon's not really effectively dealing with that. The other issue I really like, hey, is when you look at a product, I tend to look at reviews when I'm trying to find a thing. I don't know exactly. Like, it's not, oh, the anchor such and such thing or something like that. It's like, I'm looking for a particular thing. I go search for it on Amazon. There's several options. I start looking at ratings and reviews. So I want to see what people have to say. And I don't want to just look at the one that has five stars, but it only has two reviews. And everybody, oh, it's great. Like, yeah, whatever. This is your mom. <laughs> flagging your product or whatever i don't care right uh, but the problem with looking at reviews is when a product has variations so let's say you're looking at ah. a, an extension cord and this particular seller sells multiple variations of what is just a you know extension cord uh one is six feet one is three feet one is 50 feet right well the reviews mm -hmm. get mixed in from all of the products so somebody has a 
very negative thing to say about a thing, but it turns out they're bitching about the three foot one, right? Well, I'm not looking at the three foot one. I need the 50 foot one. But the reviews for said product and the ratings are all mixed in with the one product versus <laughs> if I select 50 foot as the thing that I want to buy, I should only see, you know, verified purchasers of that particular one, the same thing that matches the skew I'm looking at versus. And Stitch, of course, was kind of a dumb example to go with. But, you know, you, you, you I think you can follow my point, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, one variation of your product. This darn extension cord is too short for me when really you yeah, need a longer one. <laughs> Light bulb is actually where I went into this at. So there's, you know, uh, the soft light what they call soft light they're, they're not extremely harsh uh and then there's like the super low light and then there's the daylight bulb right well i'm reading mm-hmm. through reviews because i couldn't remember which light bulbs i bought the ones that i originally bought were not uh available at the time and i was looking for light bulbs and i didn't want to spend 50 bucks on you know at the time i didn't even want to spend 30 bucks on four wise bulbs because i needed like 10 bulbs <laughs> so uh, you know, for a deal for a deal and I'm looking at the reviews of this particular light bulb that looked good it looked like you know it was right in the price range it looked good everything was great and then I get a couple of bad reviews and I figure out not in the first one but in the second review or third review that I read where somebody had a problem it was with the variation of the product that was meant for like lamps it was like some differently shaped type of light bulb not just your regular screwed in a socket to go in a bedroom light bulb Uh. well they had a problem with those but they're mixed in with me looking at this product right it's like i'm not even looking at them Mm -hmm. that's not to do with anything (laughs) anyhow amazon i uh we're not gonna go activists on this show that's a whole different show that's another show so yeah, hopefully by the time you're hearing this, you have done your shopping. As Mike said, you have gotten most of your shopping out of the way. Because I'm sorry if you're listening to this on the eighth after it releases, which will be December eighth or any time after that. Uh, even if yeah. they're not price gouging you, uh, because people are trying to you know make it work, uh, and they understand everybody's having tough times. Shipping is going to be a nightmare regardless. So if you order something yeah. after the eighth, you probably gonna get it on the twenty fifth. Just saying. <laughs> and then you get to explain to the kids why Santa Claus man he running late, late man he stopped off at Starbucks and then he got a flat uh, a flat tire <laughs> and then your kids like but I thought the reindeer yeah. pulled the sleigh and it's like well the reindeer had a sprained ankle so you know yeah 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 that's that's yeah, all we meant you know. Demasi we've got this friendly little competition going on uh, looks like we're both doing doing pretty decent on it I'm gonna link at your own pay.com slash dm61 to how competitions work on the Apple watch but I'm curious uh, one of the questions that I had when I was putting this in the topics is am I the only person you're competing with and do you d- does competing with other people or at least with me make you try to be more active than what you typically would be because i've noticed for me it it makes me more conscientious of my activity levels and what i'm doing um so tia just challenged me to a competition yesterday so that competition actually started today which was actually a terrible day for me to start a competition like this this, this has been one of my worst days in about a week Uh, mondays are horrible for me i mean i'm I'm always doing calls or something yeah like that's i have two more zoom calls today yeah (laughs) monday is a big meeting day for me like it's a lot of meetings on monday uh 
a lot of time spent at the computer on Monday. Not to mention projects that are going. And on. she knew it. That's why she challenged ah, me yesterday. You know what? <laughs> I didn't think about that. Mm. Damn, Mike! Look at it. Mike is exposed to conspiracy. Oh, there's always a conspiracy. <laughs> um, interesting. So I'm trying to read to do this with this braille display, and uh, this is uh. Not going well. <laughs> to do this on the Braille display on the Mac or on iOS? On the Mac. Uh, ah, or, you might have a better experience if you connect it to iOS. Yeah, I'm going to have to try that because I can't read anything here. Like, uh, like seriously, I have no idea what kind of weird stuff they're doing. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, as far as competing with someone yeah it, it does make me more aware of what i'm doing uh because i have made like <clears throat> so last night for me is a good example um i did like a late <laughs> a late kind of late in the evening well late at night uh uh high interval workout which is basically just me doing a bunch of different exercises push-ups sit-ups uh dumbbell mm-hmm. curls all, all sorts of different things just doing small sets and just rotating between them real quick uh but i i i really quite wasn't wasn't quite filling up to doing it like i almost skipped it and i was like nah because mm-hmm. if i skip it then mike's gonna be on my ass tomorrow because uh <laughs> we were very close uh yes. at, the, at the time that i had looked yesterday it was like we were very close uh, to each other like man I can't lose this one I challenged them on the <laughs> show I can't lose it. I gotta go get this work out of it and that was really the motivation for it. like once I started it's like man I'm glad I did it once I finished it I was like I'm glad I went ahead and did it but yeah the motivation for me to actually go ahead and do it was the fact that me and Mike had a competition going and see we talked several months ago on the show, and I don't, I'll don't. i try to find the show where we talked about it, and if I can find it, and then I'll link it at yourownpay.com slash dm61. Especially for you new listeners, really appreciate you guys. You can go back and listen to some of the old content. But Headspace uh, started talking, or started back in April or March, might have been May, somewhere in that time frame, to give people a year free of their service for COVID. Um, and... There was some other uh, restrictions based on the. Oh, you had to have lost your job. That's what it was. You had to have lost your job or been furloughed to be eligible for it. So I went and I signed up for it because I was furloughed. And I'm going to be honest with you. I had used it for about that week and then I stopped. And I'm like, oh, well, whatever. It's either between me resetting a device or switching platforms or, or whatever. But then Demasi. He went and he told me, he said, hey, Michael, uh, I can do a workout that is a mindfulness workout. I don't even remember how that conversation came up. But I'm like, wait a minute. I can do mindfulness workouts. And then I remembered about Headspace. So I went and I re-downloaded it on the iPhone, signed in, and still have my premium account for another couple of months. And I started using Headspace uh, at lunch, actually, because I have an hour-long lunch. And I... It, I'm sorry, I'm working from home. I don't need an hour-long lunch. (laughs) (laughs) So I started doing a couple of mindfulness workouts, uh, counting them uh, uh, on the watch. And and I think the competition helped me realize that that's something I can do. And I I probably, because I'm 
obsessed with my rings. I've, I've got my move streak going. I think I'm at 11 or 12 days, which is not a lot, but it's practically almost every day since I had the watch. Uh, there, there was a few days where I was down actually, but yeah. So headspace is a great tool, super accessible on iOS, super accessible on Android. And I recommend it for people interested in my guided mindfulness. Now you can, you can just sit there and do nothing and count that as a workout. That's perfectly fine. If that's what you want to do. But for me having that, 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 guided uh assistance with being able to make it through an hour uh, well actually it wasn't an hours like 20 minutes of mindfulness definitely helped and, and it helped me stay focused on what i was trying to focus on whether that be uh sleeping sleeping is a good one that the headspace can help with mm. uh or that being uh just just trying to be more mindful about your body and about your lifestyle as well yeah, uh, I never did look at Headspace, so I should give it a look. Uh, for the listeners, at well, I don't know if it's going to matter or not. Do they still have that? that uh, I don't know. Deal going or not? I do not know. Let me check real quick. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Headspace, I've heard good things about Headspace. Uh, another tip, if you're Audible subscriber uh there's there are a couple of uh meditation guided uh little mini courses uh there which i have listened to a couple of those i haven't actually made it through the entire 21 uh episodes or sessions of, of one of their uh sessions but i did get started there and then when i'm meditating like for me it's it's, it's you know me sitting and trying to clear my mind doing the breathing exercises they'll do actually help i know it sounds stupid when you just talk about it like yeah you gotta breathe in and breathe out slowly and it's like man this sounds nuts uh, but it does help <laughs> it does help yeah, uh, and i find myself being more focused uh, since I got into it, and that's another thing that the competition actually helped me with, because like I didn't think it till actually, you know, reminded me like, well, if you do a, you know, meditation session like that, that is, you know, I'm like, yeah, that that'll do two things. Number one, uh, it'll give me a workout. Uh, I try not to sit there and say I did it for like thirty minutes. Uh, I think one night <laughs> I did actually sit there for thirty minutes, but I, I try usually don't sit there that long. Uh, yeah. But. And I think what I'm going to try to start doing this week is just kind of incorporating maybe like a 10 or 15 minute, you know, uh, meditation session just throughout the day. So do, do like multiple, mm. just do them throughout the day, like one maybe early morning or mid morning and then one later in the afternoon. <clears throat> so the competition has helped uh, raise my awareness and get me back on the rings. It's like now nah, I got a, I got a little bit of a streak going. Uh, so I want to keep that going. So that that and like I said last night, it was like it was eleven so my time. It's like man, I gotta go knock out this workout though, so I can close that ring. Yeah. Holy shit, two thousand workout. <laughs> <laughs> we will link to if I can find it on Twitter. We'll link to it at yourownpay.com slash dm sixty one to. Paul, I'm going to just say Paul Rogamiba because I don't actually know how to pronounce <laughs> his last name. I don't want to yeah. butcher it, but it is the head of uh, Rogamiba. Uh, he reached 2,000 uh, workouts on his watch or 2,000 you know, move ring closes or something yep. on his watch. And the badge, he got a nice little badge and all of that. And then uh, the message said, holy shit, <laughs> you have closed 
Ring 2,000 times. Uh, he posted it on Twitter. Uh, if I can find it, I will link to that tweet in the show notes as well. Uh, but yeah, if nothing else, like just being mindful of your health. And uh, Mike recently asked me to share a link with him for an app called Health View. And I had to go open up Health View because I was like, I don't think I've set this up since I reset my phone uh, months ago. I went and opened it up and had to give it all the permissions and all that, blah, blah, blah. And it reminded me of how nice the Health View app is because it allows you to, one, select the the data points that you want to see uh, on your health dashboard, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, but you can choose whether or not you want to see specific bits of information. And then it shows them to you and voiceover is very accessible. It, it kind of reads everything all together, but you can tap on like, well, it reads a particular bit of information. So it'll read your, you know, how many steps are you taking today? And it says steps today and how many. And you can uh, tap on that and get more information as to, you know, when were you most active or least active, things like that. Uh, very useful information and very accessible. One of the reasons that and it reminded me uh, when I sent this link to Mike today, it kind of reminded me of why I liked Health View so much is because it's, it's one of the few apps that pulls health data out and displays it in a better way than it is in the health app because you don't have to dig around through all the sections and that is actually accessible because a lot of these apps that are designed to present your health data to you uh, on ios or on the watch are very graphical in nature so they're showing you bar charts or graphs or pie charts of you know your activity and your your ups mm -hmm. and downs and things yeah, and you mentioned the app in 59, and that's what I was asking for because I was putting those show notes together. Ah, uh, so I'm glad you're trying to get it. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I might take a look at getting it now, but you mentioned it, and I'm like, man, I should get that. Because I want, when I when I get links, especially from Demasi or from myself, I want to actually get the links to the apps we're using. And this is a whole nother topic, but you could go search for Health View in App Store and who knows knows what you're going to come up with because maybe there's a lot of apps with those two words in the title so i wanted to make sure i was actually getting the the correct app and that's why i asked you but now maybe i'll go download it and check it out it is from the same developer who makes waterminder i'm not sure if you used that Ooh. Uh, previously i have not used it but i've heard of it so yeah. yeah that is an app that i actually need to start back using too uh i think i need to at least this time I'll be setting it up from scratch and I know what annoyed me about it. But then also I think those annoyances are a little useful because it does remind me to go drink some water. Uh, is It will track other things. So I you know, ended up with tons of coffee in there for some reason. I'm <laughs> not really sure why. Uh, <laughs> but tracking all of that data and then the thing that i in health so back to health view uh coming from water mining tracking your intake of fluids is a good thing uh, i feel like because you can determine how much caffeine you're taking in how much water you're taking in there's different ways of doing that but health view will actually let you choose to show that information so uh it not just activity info but dietary stuff so if you're using an application like uh Food noms. Food noms or if you're a MyFitnessPal user or anything like that. Any any data about what you're eating that is being written into the health app, like the calories and the mm. sodium intake and all of that stuff can be displayed to you in Health View in a very useful way, right? So if I'm worried about what's going on or why am I feeling weird, well, 
data that is being compiled over. And that's one of the advantages of the watch and using these apps over time. Short term, maybe not gives you anything, but long term, you're able to look back and see what changed and then maybe figure out why all of a sudden you're super tired. And as mentioned in DM59, one of the the super nice things about it is you don't necessarily have to have any of these apps installed. As long as your watch is on you, it's still tracking data and you can go back, like Demasi could go back to 2017 and see data uh, that was tracked on his watch back then and he wasn't I'm, I'm, I'm speaking out of line here, but I assume he wasn't as health conscious then as what he is now. Um, so maybe he hadn't considered, you know, keeping track of how many calories he burned, but he could theoretically go back to, uh, March 15th of 2018 and see how many calories he burned and, and see the trends of what's happened over the last three years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and you're right. I wasn't as health kind. Like, that's one thing the watch has done for me is even though I haven't necessarily, like, become a huge workout person, like, that's something I'm trying to get back into. Because, uh, cause, you know, COVID, unfortunately, has been a little, little, I mean, it's been bad in general, right? So, yeah. <laughs> to start with a, a no liability to diminish anybody's issues. Uh, but one side effect is for a lot of people, I think, is that you can't wait because you're just in the house and you're not as yep. active when you're in your house, just sitting in your house all day, uh, as opposed to getting out and having to go do things. Like, it's amazing how many calories you probably burn when you're just going to the grocery store, walking around the freaking Costco uh, mm-hmm. for two hours <laughs> looking at crap. Uh, ah, sounds like you have some recent experience. <laughs> I was in Costco Sunday. <laughs> nope, Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Uh, yeah, yeah. Saturday. I got the news in Costco, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, nice. So the other thing about sitting around your house is the stand minders. Now, stand reminders. Now, do you use those or not? Um, I do, but it seems that mine are... So it's supposed to remind you every hour to stand up and either I don't feel my watch tap me or I just mm-hmm. miss them. I, I don't know. I get them sometimes like I'll see them like I'll feel a tap come in and I'll look at it like you need to stand. It's like, oh, I should stand up. Uh, yep. Yep. That's that's my same thoughts about it is like so I'm I sit at a desk for eight hours a day and I am trying to close my stand ring and my activity ring um, uh, on a regular basis. I need to work on the workout ring, but that's a totally different topic. We'll talk about that later. Uh, so I get the tap. Uh, most of the time I do actually feel it. Uh, sometimes I'll be typing or talking to someone and I, I will get it and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll stand in a minute and then I'll forget. But then I will say that the, the stand reminder has mostly caused me to take a break every little while, especially while mm-hmm. editing podcasts. Because when I am editing podcasts, I, I don't want to I try hard not to do other things because if I do something else, I will get distracted and then I will stop editing podcast and then I'll get out of that mindset. And then it's, it just is a downhill spiral. Mm -hmm. But if I get a little tap that says, Hey, Michael, stand up pretty much, uh, at 50 after the hour, I realize, man, I have not stood up for 50 minutes. I need to actually get up and, and just kind of pace for a minute, do something for a minute and then get back into it. And that version, 
versus me jumping over to Chrome or me looking at Gmail or something uh, helps break up the monotony that can be audio editing at times. Uh, and it helps me, I think, stay alert. So I'm, I'm super happy with the stand reminders, especially when I get them. And then when I'm working, I'll, I'll stand up and talk on the phone because I'm using a headset and that'll be just fine. Uh, it is with the desk. We, we opened 59 talking about standing desks and I really need to look into this more. Man, me too. Uh, but yeah, but it, it helps me stay uh, alert and active. Now, if I could just raise my keyboard up in a reliable way and just stand up and walk around, I think I'd have a lot more stand hours on my watch right now. Yeah, I think what happens for me oftentimes is um, I, I I think I've gotten kind of into the habit of just getting up and moving around anyway. And I think a lot yeah. of times it kind of coincides with the stand so it's either you know i get up probably maybe a few minutes before it was going to tap me and then i move around and then by the time i come back and sit down it's it's you know has detected that i stood and, and it counts it also i have noticed I, i'm pretty certain i can't be i'm not 100 sure of this but i have uh i have a theory I have a theory about this, which is I think the watch will also count your stand for the hour if it's after. So let's say you get to tap at like, you know, 350 and you get up at 402 and go in the kitchen and get a glass of water, walk around a little bit, go back and sit down. I think you still end up getting the point for that. Uh, I've observed that, too. And I know like I can't for sure say that's how that works, but I've observed that like then you look at your watch at 15 after and you're like, oh, I have an extra hour on the stand thing that 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 I, I don't understand that. But then you get that that's four o'clock hour as well. So it's it's interesting. Yeah, but I, I um, it's helpful because, as you said, sitting at a desk all day, like it will be nice to have a like that is the thing i gotta investigate standing desk uh, even just a, yes. a tabletop like not a, a full on standing desk but just a thing you put on top of the existing desk that will raise and lower the keyboard i mean basically all i really need is just something to raise and lower my keyboard right i don't really need yep. to lift the computer up because i don't use i could one. just build a shelf behind my my monitor or something maybe that might be easier than i've actually thought about that too uh because i need to solve a problem for tia at her desk uh so she can start by using her computer which is getting her monitor up high uh mm. but having her keyboard be lower and i was like well maybe i can make a little thing where she can put her monitor up there and then she could stand and just move the keyboard to a little shelf like maybe i could build that and that that could be what i could do for me too is just build a thing where you know when i want to stand and actually work i can you know just put my keyboard up on a platform and stand yeah because uh, i don't actually you're right that's all that needs to move i don't care where my monitor right is. like i have no i don't care at all like you know, yeah yeah you know. well as as i told my manager my monitor isn't even plugged in i don't need two screens <laughs> yeah get me a standing desk instead of the second screen you're trying to buy right uh, <laughs> oh i should push for that uh, it won't happen but i should push well, for i mean that. man look dude the company is faced around i mean focused on you know fitness like why not make sure your employees yeah, are fit yeah. right i mean mm. they won't give you a bike to ride while you're you know taking they, a phone they, call they give us free access to the app though huh. but yeah yeah 
and the app, by the way, side note, Peloton app on iOS, super accessible. Android's pretty accessible too. If you're interested, not plugging it cause I work for them, but if you're curious, yeah, well, that's a good tip, man. Some people may actually wonder, right? You know, that yeah. that could be a reason a person has not made a purchase yet is because they're like, man, I don't, I don't know if the app is accessible, and I want to be able to use this freaking eighteen thousand dollar bike that I just bought. <laughs> Hundred dollars, get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so, quick question, and then we can talk about automation if you want. But I, I do have a quick question for you. How does someone sign up for Apple One and how is that experience? Apple One, the way that I got there, and I feel like what Apple is doing is what I would call, I would name it a soft launch uh, because the word is out. You know, people have posted about it, <clears throat> but it's not an in your face sort of deal, right? Like, there's no mm-hmm. push notification. I haven't heard of anybody yet getting a push notification like Apple One is here, you know, like none of that shit. Uh, so right now, as of today, as we're recording, this is um, a day before they're having their third event in as many months. So the November event coming up on the 10th, we're recording a day before that. I expect that what I'm about to say right now is going to be somewhat different after tomorrow, because I think that's when they're going to make the big push, because uh, I think they're also going to a- announce Apple Fitness. Uh, Hopefully. Possibly. But <laughs> the way that I got there is uh once i knew it existed and actually somebody else gave me the tip it was like you got to go to your subscription so go to settings and then tap on your name and then tap on uh subscriptions and then at the on that page where you see your subscriptions and there's a checkbox for that before you get to your active subscriptions is a button that says apple one and tapping on that will take you into the interface to sign up for apple one uh and after that if you've ever played around with changing a subscription or canceling a subscription from that particular view. It is very much like that. Like once you tap into Apple one and you, you know, hit continue that you want to sign up, you pick your plan. It looks just like when you look at a, you know, any other subscription where it shows you the different levels and what they cost and all of that. Uh, so it laid out for me, you know, the Apple one individual plan, the family plan and Apple one premiere, uh, and told me what I got with all of that. I selected Apple One Premier, uh, and they gave me a 30-day trial. Now, the way, and I believe Apple One, from looking at the information, Apple One Premier is the only one that gives you a 30-day trial of anything. Uh, well, let me let me back up. Apple One Premier is a 30-day free trial. Now, if you have within that 30 days a service that you're already paying for come up for billing, I, you're going to have to pay for that. All right, that's how that, uh, I'm assuming that that is the way that works. Uh, but let's say uh, you haven't used, like I haven't used News Plus or I haven't used, um, what's the other one? Arcade. Right. So those services I have access to now, but I don't have to actually make my first payment of twenty nine ninety nine for Apple One Premiere until uh, the beginning of December. Uh, so you get a 30 day trial with Apple One Premiere uh, and any services that you have not 
that you're not currently actively paying for. I don't know how it works if you've already used a trial for a service and then you didn't continue paying for it. But any service that you're not actively paying for will come everything that's included in the bundle that you're not already paying for. You won't be billed for. Now, in my particular situation, um, I paid for uh, I had already paid for Apple Music and uh, iCloud storage for the month before I signed up for Apple One Premier uh, because my Apple Music comes out either right at the end of the month or right at the very beginning of the month. And then uh, iCloud storage was like a couple of days after that. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the reasons I, I was happy about Apple One Premier, frankly, is because it gave me all the stuff I was already paying for in addition to some crap that I didn't necessarily care about, uh, like hmm. Plus. Arcade. Uh, arcade. I don't know. Plus, interestingly, I read Wired Magazine last night. Uh, I don't know that I... Well, I know I most certainly will not switch over to Apple uh, News Plus as my only source of reading the news. But I might occasionally <laughs> go browse through to look at different magazines or news. Uh, magazines mostly. The newspapers, at least the WSJ, uh, Wall Street Journal, mm. uh, very heavily laden with ads. Yeah, Mac World and Wired, which are two magazines I browsed uh, last night, were actually uh, pretty reasonable. Uh, but yeah, once you have paid, once you have signed up for Apple uh, One, it is my understanding that uh, any services. So with Apple One Premier, because my first payment for Apple One Premier doesn't happen until next month, I won't have to pay for the services that I'm already paying for next month. They'll just be bundled in, and it shows you that now. So, like, it shows me my Apple TV Plus subscription and my Apple Music and all of that stuff. Like, you know, I made a payment this month, but now I don't have to pay for it anymore. So, those will automatically be turned off by Apple. Uh, mm, okay. On any of the other plans, the way that I think this will work... Um, is let's say you pick the Apple one for families uh, that does not to me appear to include a free trial. Although I think you still are eligible for the free. I don't really know how it works, honestly, but what I think will happen if you're, if you get it, if a, if an included service, so if they bill you for it instantly, so you go to Apple music, I mean, go to Apple one and you pick Apple for families uh, at 20 bucks a month, which includes Apple music and Apple TV plus, and you've already paid for your Apple music subscription for the month. What I think will happen is they will bill you for Apple TV, Apple one family, and then refund your amount for Apple music that you've already paid for for that month that makes sense that makes perfect sense and we can follow up with this because i'll be honest with you the reason i asked you where it is is i went and i my natural thing was i i was looking for it in the app store Ah. and i could not find apple i look for it in the app store because i thought it would be on the front page of the app store i have one more topic on here uh, sometimes you just need to do it yourself without automation. What were we talking about with that, Demasi? What were we talking about? We were talking about moving some stuff around in WordPress uh, is where we started that conversation. Yep. It was like, yeah, you know, I could try to figure this out and do it, but you know, to be safe about it and make sure it actually works. In order to successfully automate anything, really, you need to be comfortable with the process that you take to do that task. And sometimes just getting in there and getting your hands dirty and and going through and doing the tasks that you might want to automate is best for the first 
I don't know, 10, 15 times you do it so that way you're comfortable with doing it the right way and not automating the wrong way of doing the task. I'm, I'm thinking of Hazel right now, actually, because it's very easy to do that with oh, Hazel. Oh, man, Hazel will trip you up so <laughs> fast. Hazel will humble you very quickly. Yes. Thank you have yes, so it will. clever. And then all of a sudden, everything in the folder just disappears. And you're like, wait a minute, hold on. That, that's, that's not well, what I mean. <laughs> and that's why, like, my philosophy when it comes to automation is yeah I love automation I love being able to configure something once and then let it just go but if you don't understand the intricate details of it uh, it's very easy for you to break something it's like you know tags and, and Mac OS right if you don't really pay attention to how you use tags at all and then you decide you want to move files around with Hazel based off tags like yeah, you're going to very quickly find yourself with a mess yes <laughs> or have an asterisk in the wrong place when you're <laughs> doing folder-based automations. All of a sudden, all your files and your documents are moved to the, the, the download folder or something. Like, why, why is this happening? And then you remember. Mm -hmm. Hazel is – because the computer is only going to do what you tell it to do. Yes. And if you tell it to do the wrong thing, that's that's really on you. <laughs> yep. That's why you have to understand. So, manuals, you know, as they say, RTMF. Wait, is that what that? No, RTFM. Uh, I'll get that acronym right. That, that. Read the <laughs> fucking manual. Uh, yeah. Yeah, RTFM. Yeah, there you go. I have to ask you to say it sometimes just to, just to, you know, wish I get right. better. Right? It's like, wait a minute, read RTMF? That, that doesn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it, it is sometimes, it, look, you have to get, you have to know what's going on before you can start telling the computer to do it for you, right? So you know exactly the instructions to give it. You can be as explicit as possible. Uh, and if you don't, and you know mistakes happen things happen or you can figure out that you took you know an hour and a half to build the automation that could have been done a whole lot simply had you just simply done it yourself the first couple of times and figured out like oh here's a shortcut for this whole process but yeah that's all i got you can follow me on twitter at payom p-a-y-o-w-n he's on twitter at damasi d-a-m-a-s-h-e and show notes and more information about this episode can be found at yourownbay.com slash dm61 you've been listening to your own pay podcast if you've enjoyed today's episode visit your slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today we're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own thanks for listening we'll be back soon the your own pay podcast your no snarky comments at the end so we are good <laughs> nope didn't have one <laughs>